Welcome to Conductor's Brew. Matt, how you doing over there? You're, you seem hard at work yeah, at the know, Siphon Coffee. Larry, we're here back uh, in the front yard today because it's afternoon now. It's yes. a little chilly in the mornings. So we're here uh, trying to soak up the sun in the front yard. And uh, it's Friday afternoon. I don't know where my brain is. It's kind of cool. I've just sort of lost the ability to function at this point in the week. So I am trying to keyword trying to get some siphon coffee going here um, so that I can actually function All right. again this afternoon. And yet, uh, you know, I've updated my, my setup here, um, oh, yeah. I, and I use that term loosely, updated. It's uh, I've now got a sterno instead of a camp stove, and it's got to be the slowest way to do this possible. I mean, I've been, I've been sitting next to this <laughs> thing for the last five minutes. Yeah. And it's still not bubbled up, so I might have to come up with something else here. That's all right. That's all right. And we're and we're getting underway because we got Brandon back, but Brandon's got stuff to do this afternoon, so we got to get underway here. So uh, Matt, why don't you tell us about the coffee that we will eventually be drinking? Yeah. So what, this, what do we got there? This is La Barba's House Roast. Oh. This is an old standby. I don't have anything new this week. Okay. Uh, but I, I need to I need to to get on that. It's it's I've kind of been coasting, so to speak, on. Uh, on a few different varieties that are are go tos, and this is this is uh, the La Barba House blend. It's really quite tasty. Well, and I, I that La Barba you gave me, I really I really have been enjoying that, and I need I need to get some more of it. Oh, and is that's that the a, Ethiopian? I think so. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's a, that's a local Salt Lake City company, it right? Is. They're good. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. And, and I, I was telling you before the break, but I'll, I'll tell our listenership here. My mom, who's a big fan of the show, <laughs> inspired by your, your your siphon talk, got me a siphon coffee maker for Christmas. You know, so I am, I am so, so excited yeah, about that. I am so excited for you. Your your coffee game has just been stepped up like it, tenfold. It really has. I'm going to bring it, and, and when I bring it over, we, when we get back together after the holidays, and we, we might, you do like a siphon coffee competition. Ooh. We could like do a race to see which one brews fastest. We could do that, or even see if they taste different. We could run this controlled experiment. Oh. Do everything the same way and see if different And see siphons. if one, because mine's slightly different than yeah. yours. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to figure it. We'll have to figure out its differences and see see if we can come up with that. Well, I'd say that qualifies as our nerd moment of the day. There you go. We, nerd, nerd, nerd moments achieved. Well, uh, well, we're back with another Beethoven show, which really means this is a, another giant nerd moment yeah. for the entire show. And we've got uh, we've got Brandon back, as I mentioned. Uh, McKeever is not joining us. McKeever is playing hooky on a beach somewhere. So he's got an excuse. But you know, but, but we, he's we, we have for, license to talk he's going crap from about him. One now. undisclosed location to another. I or, know he's or, he's yeah. he's been in the mountains. He's now in the. Is he like a Bond villain, and we don't know about it? I don't know. He's in some beach villa or something. Yeah, somewhere. he's, he's, he's just kind of how he rolls. Yeah, <laughs> he's just a man of the world. Well, we we miss you, McKeever. Uh, we 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 always uh, enjoy having you on the show. We'll have you back once you're once you're done with your vacation. Okay, but we're back with our our fourth installment, I believe. Um, by the way, this is episode number 20. So I've lost track of how many Beethoven we've done. I think this is number four. I don't even know. I think this is number four. Um, but this is episode 20, so congratulations, Matt. To us. To us. We've done 20 in 2020. 20 in 2020 and, and still going. All right, so we're back uh, with more Beethoven, and today we're doing five and seven. We're going to try to attempt to tackle these two big symphonies in one hour. Uh, so we, we'll, we'll do our best. Um, yes, wish us luck. Just look. Oh, and I, I see some flame over there, Matt. So we're getting closer with the coffee. Well, I've I've taken the matches and started using them to to kindle the the sterno. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you're it, you're, you're kind of building a bonfire. Well, a little mini um, bonfire. Yeah, I should do a I should do a fire special one day. 
I've built a lot of fires over the years. It has nothing to do with what we do on the podcast. It'll just be fun. Just build some, well, just might build keep some us, fire. Keep us warm here in the front yard. Oh, it's true. All right, so let's get into five right away, gentlemen. Okay. Uh, so, uh, first of all, one, one of the things you got to talk about right away is this symphony. Um, it, it looks so deceptively easy at the beginning. To oh, conduct. it does. You, you would think this opening, oh, it's just three eighth notes and a half note with a whole note. How hard could that be? Huh. So you go into YouTube and you see the Beethoven Symphony 5 fails. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. It is hilarious. Uh, so, and I, and I can say that um, I studied those because this was one of my audition pieces at the University of Utah. And I wanted to make sure I, I didn't have a fail so I could actually get my doctorate. And uh, lo and behold, I, I must have worked because I made it. But uh, it's, yeah. it is a tricky one, and this is one I actually use in my, in my um, second semester conducting um, as one of the examples of... Oh, when you're teaching? When I'm teaching, yeah. yeah. About how to, to deal with a passive prep beat. Uh, you know, yeah. to give an inactive prep beat. Because if you give an active prep beat, and you, you, you know, and you say... Because this is in 2-4, but it's basically in 1, right? It's half note equals the 180. I would, I would argue that it's... 108, four, excuse me. 4-1. Pardon? I would argue that it's in 4-1. Yes, right. So you hypermeter. Yeah. Yeah. So you take each four bars, uh, you 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 create into one big uh, phrase, four bar phrase. But you're conducting in one, right? So you have to basically give a full measure prep beat to bring people in. You, you and if you give an active prep beat on that first measure before you bring them in, someone might come Someone's in early. Someone's going to come in early. Yeah. This doesn't really play well over the radio, but if you if you give a, a quick quick prep beat, you tap your wrist hard someone might come in right away. So you have to somehow show a prep beat without giving that inactive thing. And what I do is I just kind of simply, kind of out of time, but in time, without giving a click, just lift my arm up, and then I fall quickly and accelerate back down towards the plane, and then hit that plane hard so they can come in with the offbeat. Um, Matt, do you, do you, did you do something different with this, or how do, how do you handle that opening? I, I, you know, I haven't, I have honestly not found something that, I've, uh, that I'm 100% satisfied with. Yeah? Um, I've tried it a few different ways. I think I think the 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 analogy that I like the best is like it's sort of like winding up to throw a baseball pitch. Yeah, and that's that kind of out of time, but in time, you just sort of lift up, yep. kind of float up, and then you come down, accelerate back down. Yeah, so I like to give like a beat three prep, and then that's kind of up and out as if you're winding up into the pitch. And we then, mean by B3 mean you come out. Yes. So yep. you, you go out and then you come back down and in. Correct. Okay, I like that. I usually just go straight up, but I, I can see the maybe the coming out thing. But off to the side, yeah. It, it, maybe it also helps you not, you know, move up you know, too quickly or something like that. Brandon, have you ever done this? Do you have a thought on how I to start this one? I have not ever actually conducted this for real. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, in workshops and practices and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that um, counts. I, I follow the same thing you do, Larry. With that, it's just kind of a slow up and then come accelerate down until you get to your plane. Yeah, just and that I, quick, that quick kind of like a whip, whip snap kind of thing. You know, so then they know that's where we're, that's where we're going. When you come back come down, down and boom. Yeah, in the and sharp ectus on the yep, way down. Yep. Yeah, and I, I think I think if you just start up and just fall, I don't think that's quite enough time. I think because of the speed of, I think you need to come the up and then come back down again and to, to give that entrance. So anyway, so that's, and then of course the other question is, do you give a full cutoff after the fermata or do you give a breath release? Mm. Is it da 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 or is it yes. da 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 No. No. <laughs> no yeah, yes on one. 
There's no, there's, there's, what is it, an eighth rest or a quarter note rest? Eighth rest. Eighth rest. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's, and it's, I mean, there's the downbeats, the cutoff. Right, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I concur. But some, you know, you hear some people put some space in there. Brandon, what do you think? That's, that's a style thing. It is a style. I was going to say, it's really the conductor's prerogative on that. I mean, I've, I've heard it done either way. But yeah. personally, no, I don't, I don't think you add time yeah. to that. You don't. In, in other words, you don't give a a a, a, a on the rest, essentially. Yeah, I think I think if Beethoven wanted more time, he would have just written it in. Huh? Oh my gosh, the dogs oh, are here! So. You thought in the afternoon you could have used the dogs? It's a, it's a shift it to a later part of the day. Hey, hey, that's hey, right. That sterno does not work out. Oh my gosh, right. Matt, we're, we're losing Matt because the the sterno. Well, let's take let's take a break here. We'll let Matt get his coffee fixed. We'll we'll be right back. Okay, we're back, Matt. The coffee is looking good. Yes, it's, it's done. bubbled and it's come back down, and so we're going to have stuff to drink here in just a minute. Yes, thank the maker. <laughs> thank C the maker. C three PO would say. Thanks. <laughs> You're the maker. Yeah. So thank you. Well, it's true. I was the coffee maker. Yeah. All right. Thank so anyway, we're we're back. We're back with Beethoven. Um, and uh, I forgot exactly where we were. You were saying something, Brandon. No, I we think. were just, we were just talking about um, what? How do we how do we conduct into this? Yeah. Yeah. How do you start? What this? kind of what kind of business do we subscribe to? Yeah, and I, I said I'm along the lines of you, Larry. Just kind of a an, a passive up, and then accelerated yeah. down to get to get that quick. Yeah, you just you just can't necklace. move up quickly off right. of that prep beat because you can't be in, too active. But you still got to rise up so they can see the amount of time and also give you the space to come down with that strength mm -hmm. to show the power of that opening. So just <laughs> don't. And we were saying like this is not that hard, but we get people get in their heads about it, and it's kind of an infamous fail spot but well, it's really not that hard that to do orchestras they hear it so many different ways it's i think it's rare for orchestras to be asked to play it strictly in time yeah they want to go da, 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 and, and that's not, another thing it's not true i think that all is, and i especially hear that on the return it's yeah it's it's, it's like, not triplets yeah it's, so yeah. this is another whole topic yeah. that we need to get into and let's let's go ahead and do it now yeah. is these these traditions with beethoven especially in this symphony He's kind of over, in my opinion, over romanticizations. Yeah. Again, this legacy of Wagner, and he specifically writes about these opening fermatas, about some sort of thing about Beethoven. Like he's imagining Beethoven saying, "Like hold, hold out my terrible fermatas or something." I don't know. It's some something kind of. Well, he's imagining what yeah. Beethoven says, like, you know, this is massive and hold it out for 17 minutes or something like that. It's, in, it's interesting said, though that that second one is actually a little bit longer. It is because he gives a half note. Yeah. Plus another half note with the Fermata. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, and that that gives you some indication. Of course, that one should be longer, but it's not a ter it's not a ton of time. No. You know, it's not da 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 whatever. You know, depends on who you ask. Well, I'm you're asking. I'm asking myself, and I say no. Well, what do you think? Well, I'm with you. I, I think it should be strictly in time. It should be shockingly fast. Um, none of this ba 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 ba. It just ruins the whole right. first theme. That's yeah. not how it goes. It goes da 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 da, and so the the first the first five measures have to be, in my opinion, they have to be in that same tempo. Mm-hmm. All right, absolutely. And less less is more. I think when I when I've done this, I've come close to hurting myself trying to get that first bar to happen properly, and it's it's like the more effort you put into it physically, the harder it is for the orchestra to do. It's this weird inverse relationship. Yeah. And and it's it's a really interesting thing when 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 you just kind of give a little. Flick, it's just ex it just explodes. Yeah, yeah. It, it, we, we were just talking about that. Like, That's all they need. People get in their heads about this, and they yeah. and they work too hard at it. And yeah, it's, and it's not it's not that. I, I firmly believe that it's become such this unnecessarily giant legend thing that 
it's kind of it's crazy that it we get so stuck on that first bar sometimes. I mean, I love Ferg Fangler's recordings just like everybody else, I guess, but he he wasn't always right. <laughs> well, I, but it's all about it's all about the cho- the choices, yeah. right? I mean, and, and I think it's great that as musicians we have choices. Yeah. Um, whether or not we should make certain choices, that's up for debate. But you know, have you guys read uh, the the Schuler book, The Complete Conductor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, he's got that portion on the fifth in there. Mm. And have you heard the recording that goes along with that? I don't think so. There's a recording that, that no. he did. He, he, I think he put this pickup orchestra together in New York somewhere when he published the book. And it's a stunning recording. It, it's just so good. And he, does, he, he, practices, he practices what he preaches, thankfully. Because uh, he talks not just about this opening, this very important opening, but also the dynamics um, and, and how often you only get a few bars to crescendo. Mm-hmm. For instance, yep. the, first, the first phrase... There's no crescendo until measure 18. Piano crescendo to forte in one measure, in which measure. is this. In a very short that's, measure. Yeah, mm-hmm. you go from... That's the time you have to go from piano to forte. Mm-hmm. Nobody does it that way. Yeah. Everybody takes a few extra bars in advance to make the crescendo happen. But if you do it, then it ruins it. It ruins the surprise of... This explosion yeah. of this, this motif. Right. Just, each yeah. note's got to be a little bit louder. And, yeah. and, and players can do that. You just got to... Work with them on it. It takes a different kind of focus. Well, you're going to have a louder sound there anyway, because now we've got the horn and timpani and, and the trumpet. Mm-hmm. True. So, it's, I mean, it, it. I think there's. It works. <laughs> it's all of a sudden explode there. That's a good point, though. Yeah, the strings especially. They they don't keep it quiet. They have a really hard time keeping it quiet each time they come back in, because it's not just the first violins that have the melody. It's split between seconds, violas, firsts, and then seconds, violas, firsts. And then first seconds of violas, but but you can feel that the tension ramping up, or ramping up, and so I think everybody gets a little excited. I think you're you can, right. You can feel the direction of movement. I think you're right. And, and so they get louder. Like, oh, we're there. Result. We're getting there. Yeah. Comes again. <laughs> Woo! And, and it's like it's a, it's an interesting articulation and energy thing. If 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 those sounds are correct, if the articulation is right and, the, and it's the sound is right, it doesn't need to be loud for it to be exciting no. and engaging. No. Yeah, you can do so much with articulation. To, to create energy where, where, you, where normally you would think you'd have to just play louder. Speaking I mean, of, of which, yes. uh, short, long, or somewhere in the middle? Eighth notes. Talking about the opening eighth in notes? In terms of length, yeah. Short. Short, yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, Like yeah. short, short? They don't have dots on them. I don't want them staccato, no. Right? But I, th- da, 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 I think da, da, they can't. I mean, they, da, they need to be short so you don't get the weight. They're obviously detached, right? But yeah. like how detached? How detached? Yeah. You know, are, are they know. just separate in terms of string playing, or are they really like? Uh, the problem is, if you have like string really playing, try off. to detach them all the way, though, then they're gonna you're gonna get the messed up articulation because they're coming off. Oh no, you can't come off the they string. They won't be able to do that. It'll be messy. I don't think, I don't so, think do you, so. Yeah. So is it da 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 or da 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 or da la la la? You know. Oh, so that's more of a question: is is it directional then? Are they connected to the next measure? Right. Exactly. As like a pickup to the downbeat. Da, 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 dee, or well, those are two pa, 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 separate pa. things in my mind. Like, obviously, the the eighth notes are the pickup, but yeah, yeah. Um, but how long are they? <laughs> or short? I mean, it's it's not like clipped and, but it's so it's so fast. I think as yeah. long as they're just separate separate bows. How do you see it, man? Detached. Yeah, yeah. You posed the question. Yeah. We have come up with nothing brilliant, so now we rely upon you. 
I like it short but not dry. Short but not dry. I'll, yeah. I'll go with that. Yep, absolutely. There you go. I, I get what you mean by that. And that's what I mean like when I think of clipped. Is that dry yeah. kind of like, you know, really yeah. scratchy yeah. kind yeah. of almost. Yeah. Really, really spiccato, but I don't think you can do that here. Uh, no. Doesn't work. I don't think so. All right. Now, as we progress with this, oh man, talk about this. If there's ever a, a, a symphony where you want to do your phrase markings and do some hypermeter, man, it this helps. This is the one. And one, one little tip that I have, and this, this obviously do, it would not work if you arrange your string section differently. But after A, when we get into this second, this, this, uh, this section. Da -dee, da -dee, da -dee, da -da -da -da, with the cello entrance, that cello entrance always feels kind of awkward to cue. It just, I don't know, something about it. And, um, but when I do this in a, in a big four pattern, so I take the four measures that are, you know, each measure is one beat, <clears throat> and I do it in a four pattern, then I'm moving out on beat three, or mm. the third measure of the phrase, right in the direction of the cello, so it kind of helps me uh. give that cue. Now that only works if you have your cellos on your right. Oh, well, Some people really... put fiddles on second violins in the right, especially for oh, Beethoven. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, but that's just one little one little thing that I do there. So, pro tip. I mean, we could talk probably about the phrasing, well, the the not the phrasing, the the groupings, the hyperbeater. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you can group those differently, but that's just the way I group. Them. So, so at that, but that dum dum dum, you know, the horn. Yeah. Do the horns fall on? Is the horn triplets a uh, not triplets? So the horn eighth notes a pickup? Or? No. So the way I do it, I put that on beat one, and this is more about me organizing for cues. Okay. So that when I'm giving my my beat one and my hypermeter, that's where my my change happens. So so yeah, I mean maybe from a phrase standpoint, it's not exactly the way you do it, but I do it more to manage the business of the tasks of giving cues. So that's that's why I've chosen to do it that way. So that so that yeah, I like in '67 uh, when the clarinets come in, the clarinets line is one complete four time four pattern sure. through the hypermeter, and then the flutes is another four times through. So that's the way I've done it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, but I know it, it, musically speaking, it, there's arguments to do it different yeah. ways. Yeah. Like, do you do you take the like like the the pickup is it well is it a pickup is it one and two and three and four or is it two and three and four and one or is it four and one and two and three and uh, see I, that's that's to me it doesn't it doesn't sound compelling enough difference to warrant worrying about that mm. in terms of the way I. Okay. Do the hypermeter. I would agree too, just because now we have a key change shift. We're going, you know, now we're in E flat. Um, so there's this new idea anyway. So I see it as, I see like you, Larry, with one and two and three and four. Groups of four. Yeah. New idea. Yeah. The, the, the problem is, is that with the pickups is that the, the players want to sometimes put that note that's on the downbeat as a pickup because it sounds like da da is a pickup, but it's, it's not, it's on the downbeat. Body one two instead of two one. No no no. I mean in, in terms of the hypermeter. Okay okay yeah. Is I the B flat to E flat in the first violence? Is that measure two in the hypermeter or four in the hypermeter? I have it as one. You have it as one. Yeah. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one. Interesting. I don't feel it that way. No and and I, I can I can see that. Yeah. And like I said, I do that purely as a way of kind of doing my cues. Okay. 
Yeah. So, I, interesting. There are, so, there are other okay. ways. Yeah. No, the, the the sense of four is so strong that um, you know coming out of the fortissimo bump half cadence in E flat that to go all of a sudden into three one two three one and two and three and four and yeah you know I guess whatever gets you through it right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's about not getting lost. Yeah. You know, at, at this point, a lot of times. So, there I wonder, you go. I always wonder about these questions, though. Like, what musical implications does thinking about it differently like that have? You know, does it actually change the way it sounds? Hmm. Well, that's a good point. And I, I always put my stuff in pencil, so I'm willing to be convinced. Yeah. And, and change my mind. Ooh, I got some lumberjacking going on over there. I think it's leaf blowing. It's oh, leaf blowing yeah. season. Oh, I hate it's my leaf favorite blowers. sound in the whole oh, world. God. All right. Okay. So anyway, fra phrase markings aside, what else? What else? What else is a, a juicy tidbit here in the uh, in this first movement? Well, you could talk about the uh, the oboe solo. Oh yeah, oh, that's a really good point. A little obbligato. Yeah. yeah. Adagio. Yep, that's over a 260, or maybe 260, 268, 268. Yeah. Yeah, this little, little uh, 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 oboe, oboe, oboe moment there for a second. Yeah. Um, I've heard this talked about as well. Is it their big solo moment? How much time do you want them to take? Do they take it super slow with the fermatas? You know, it's one of those, again, it's a decision moment for the conductor and say, what are yeah. we going to do with this? I mean, certainly there's a, you know, from a performance practice st standpoint, there's, you know, styles of, of solo playing that you could have your oboe player consider. Um, but I, I think this is a moment where I, if, especially if you've got a really solid oboe player, let, let them run wild, you know, let, let them do their thing. It's their moment, you know, as long as they're not completely like recomposing it. Right. Uh, but it's, it's like a, I mean, like it's out of time. A cadenza. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but it is out of it is like a cadenza in the sense that it's out of time. You know, it, it is out of time. You know, so you know, you know, if they really want to take uh, take some time on those last notes leading in there, go for it. You know, you got to keep your oboe player happy. That, that's that's job one in orchestra. But they'll tune your orchestra wrong if you don't keep them happy. <laughs> yeah, they'll tune the. 443 instead of 442. Ah. There you go. All right. Matt, you have any thoughts about the oboe cadenza? Or yeah, solo? I do. Uh, I figured you did. <laughs> Matt has an opinion. I do. I like it fast enough that it doesn't detract too much from the overall flow. I don't want it to be like this complete roadblock. I agree with you. But also, it needs to be slow enough to be actually an adagio tempo. At ease. It doesn't mean like mm -hmm. slow. It just means not... What's the tempo marking? Not an Allegro con Brio. It's 108 is the yeah. original tempo. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think most of the time it's drawn out too long. Well, fair enough. And I, I think, again, this goes back to the... We're, we're looking at all of this through the romantic lens, uh, the post-Wagnerian lens, and uh, we should be mindful of that. But some, sometimes these traditions, are, we have yeah. them for a reason, and they're I, not bad. I think maybe my, my only real requirement is that the, the grace note turn feels like a turn and not like a, a downbeat. Oftentimes that ah. it goes da, 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 Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a separate idea. Yeah, da, 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 da. And it's not. He's simply restating 
Fame re da 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 da. It's an uh, echo. Right? I like that. That's a good. That's a really good point. So I don't, I don't think it needs to be overdone. It misses the point of. And then the D, right? Yeah. The D. It's all about the D. We're going so far, Do. Yeah. But we don't actually get there. We don't get to do. Not we yet. don't actually get to do. Not yet. Until what? Six bars later. Yeah, eight bars later. We'll, we'll play it, but second oboe. I, I have one more. But you're not like, going to hear it in that context. I have one more like conducting movement. Uh, thing to, to mention here because okay. this is another tricky spot coming out of uh, this section that starting at letter C where you just have these back and forth half notes you know the winds and then the horns and the strings together yeah and it's, and it's pianissimo and then you got to come in with a downbeat of fortissimo the next bar so again kind of like in the beginning you don't want to you don't want to hit that last half note that's supposed to still be piano hard you know, as a, to give a prep for the the loud downbeat, but you do need to lift up higher. So yeah. you don't want to when you give that 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 beat that beat right before the fortissimo, one measure before. You don't want to hit that hard to lift up. So you just kind of like touch that touch the ictus there, and then just lift up without coming coming up high, but without coming up quickly. Mm. And then you're in position to fall with strength. And, and accelerate to give that downbeat. So I just think of, and I have actually have the word lift just written in my score there. So I'm not going dee da dee da dee ba 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 ba. Because if I if I hit that beat before that as like a prep beat, they might play that half note too loud. So you just lift it up as opposed to actually giving a little whack before you lift up. Does that make sense? I'm impressed your woodwinds are watching you that close. <laughs> Fair enough. That's fantastic. I, I have Fair a question enough. for the group. <laughs> oh, and. So one more yeah. thing is you can another solution is you can kind of go like with your left hand to give the woodwinds and the right hand with the violins and the and the and the thing can go one two one two and then you can give the downbeat that that last half note with the left hand while you're bringing the right hand up to give the downbeat so you can kind of divide up the task if you will. FedEx truck. There's our obligatory FedEx. There we go. We're, so at the end of this phrase, we, gentlemen. Say again. Look at the end of this phrase, would you please? Okay. Uh, this is after letter C, the fermatas after letter C. Okay. Before we start the recap. Okay. Yeah. Uh, tenutos. <laughs> is that for just the timpani? I think it's for timpani. And here's... I, I haven't seen the Baron Rider of this, I, so... Um, yeah, and I don't remember what that. the parts say, but we could actually... I'm going to look it up. Okay. I'm going to go on M's lip and see if it's in the first violin part or the timpani part. Because okay. I think it makes a difference. All right. Well, you you, you get on that for us. Okay. Um, while Matt's looking that up. So, um, okay. I, I think, you know, after after that, the thing just kind of keeps rolling and keeps going along and along and along. Um, now, here's the question. Where, where is the spot? Oh, there it is. 303. We talked. We alluded to this a couple of weeks ago. This is the return, but now we have the bassoons going pa 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 pa. And this is a spot where we have seen some romantic composers, romantic romantic oriented conductors. I should put it that way. <laughs> they are recomposing. I mean, maybe they are composers, and they actually replace the bassoons with the horns. Oh uh, yeah. The horns. Yeah. And, and now they can do it. Because totally, now they can totally, do it. And Beethoven would have done it. Totally wrong headed. 
It is very wrong-headed, and it's a different. It's a color change. You know, it's a, a choice that Beethoven made. Um, and there's that. I think I mentioned this before, but I'll say it again. Like, some somebody wrote like years ago, like, oh, the bassoons coming in there is like a a bajazzo, or which is a clown, a bajazzo entering the hall of the gods. All of a sudden, I'm like, man, don't throw shade at the bassoons like that. We yeah. we like our bassoons. But anyway, but but um, I, I think. There's no, nothing that says that that bassoon entrance, as long as it's loud and present and it's got a good tone, that it can't be robust and impactful and doesn't sound comedic there at all. It sounds like a color change. Well, unless all of a sudden you're swinging the time there, it's, it's going to be like, what's going on? I don't, I've never heard it as a clown like section. I mean, I can understand why they would say that. But oh, yeah. Well, it's just, this, it's this, just the general just mocking of the bassoons. Well, it's, you know, they're like, oh, well, the horns are such so much more, you know, whatever, than the bassoon. I'm like, come on, no, it's not at all. It's it's just a different color. And it, it needs to be a supported sound. It, it needs to not sound like, it needs to be, you know, have a full kind of sound there. Mm -hmm. But if you have that, then it's not going to lose anything at all. So don't do that, people. Don't take away the bassoon's moment like that. It'll the mystery that. deepens. Uh-oh. What you got for all us, right. Matt? So it's not in the first violin part. Uh -huh. These tenuti are not in the first violin part. They There is one in the timpani part, but only at the first... On the first one. Fermata. Okay. Yes, and I think I have an explanation for this. All right. Uh, I think Beethoven wanted the role to be um, throughout the bar. In other words, for it not to stop. And I think this mm. has to do with a, a, with a timpani playing performance tradition where... They would roll like a grace notes kind of a roll, and then and then play one loud. Yeah, shot one loud strike at the then end. Yeah, leave it. Yeah, um, but I think he wanted the trill, or rather the roll, to ah. be throughout the bar. Yeah. So in the score, the second fermata, the first fermata has that tenuto, and the second fermata also does, but it's not in the part. Huh. Yeah, it's in the score, but not in the part. Yeah. So uh, more, more um, could be an editorial mistake. Yes, more, more uh, investigation is needed. Okay, right. well, it sounds give sounds like a bonus episode at a later date. Matt will give us a full briefing on it. But yeah, I mean, it, it shouldn't be don't you know with a strike at the end. It should just be a roll. Well, that reminds me about the. I think it's is it the end of the last movement mm -hmm. that has that question about it too. Okay. Um, or maybe it's the end of the first movement. No, it's not. It's the end of the last movement. But we can get there. All right. Yeah. I don't need to talk about that right now. Very good. Matt, oh, you... wait. So uh -oh. here I found another part that has the tenuto on both from models. Okay. And I'm going to see if I can find um, a score that's a more authoritative edition than what okay. we're using. All right. You do that. You give us, you give us the, the true word there, Matt. Okay. All right. Uh, do you have a? Uh, uh, did you offer an opinion about the bassoon entrance on the recap? Yeah, totally wrong. To change it. To, to change it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, totally wrong. We can still be friends. Oh, I wait, I'm scared for a second. Here. Yeah. This could this could resolve it here. Oh, Matt's he's on a quest. He's, he's right. like a dog with a yeah. bone. Just ignore me. I'll I'll I'll, I'll get in touch. Okay. That's the, that. We shouldn't be yeah. too hard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. No matter. You're 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 Thanks. essential. You're Thanks. essential. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, just looking through that, nothing else that kind of pops out as, as a big thing to discuss. Um, well, I think there's one big thing. All right. And I think it's the context of this piece. This is groundbreaking. 
in symphonic regret. Yeah. For the time. I mean, nothing has been heard like this, other than maybe some like weird military things. But I mean, there is definitely a shift that happened. You know, a lot of people I think would say oh, this is a seismic shift in mm-hmm. symphonic composition. Um, you know, you think about it. This is what 1807, 1808. Um, nobody at this time is doing anything like this dramatically, um, with all the different pieces that we've been talking about. That you know, compositionally, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a testament to to Beethoven, really, and his his genius in some ways. Because now it's all of a sudden completely set him apart. I mean, granted, the Third Symphony is pretty mm-hmm. pretty mind boggling um, for the time, but I mean. I can't think of another composer at this time period that would even stand close to what Beethoven to do with his music. Yeah. Is it just, is it sort of the, the force of it or what, what is it that really sort of stands out for you? <clears throat> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's the force of it. It's the, the, it's all of a sudden we get this, this crazy dramatic moment and it's built out of these motives that are just these little snippets of sound. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about it, this, there's no real, Melody, so to speak. Yeah. You know, in this in this first movement in particular, um, there's no, there's no melody. It's not a lyrical moment so much, um, but it's it's these collection of these little motifs, you know, ba 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 ba, and they're all within like three or four notes of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like this fragment of an idea that then gets developed. And I think, I mean, we know that Beethoven was such a master of theme and variations mm-hmm. anyway, um, from all of his piano stuff, and always just you know writing variations as a kid too um i I think it's interesting how out of this tiny little nugget of a a motive we get this complete this complete you know first movement and fifth symphony that is just so so different than a lot of other things being that are are coming out at the time they're being published at the time yeah i think it just always kind of bowls me over is like yeah, and I mean, and, and of course we know now. I mean, it stood the test of time, and everybody know, talks about. It. Everybody knows those first three notes. Yeah, um, as soon as you the hear the it, most famous knows. four notes in music. Yeah, I mean, every it's just so iconic now. And of course, you know, he wouldn't have known that that was going to happen. But um, it's just kind of it's just this this shift in. I think there's a I think there's a level of like a level of seriousness that now is coming out. Yeah. In, in how Beethoven is thinking about symphonic writing. I think he's getting more serious about it. Well, yeah, and, and I think there's also, it's a, it's a different point, but what I think is groundbreaking about this is the level of narrative quality to the symphony. I mean, this is not a programmatic symphony mm-hmm. in the sense, like of six, where mm-hmm. it has movements have, have subtitles and there's a, you know, pretty clear programmatic elements present. Um, yeah. <clears throat> there's not, it's not like that, but there's, it's a story. I yeah. mean, there's a story being told here. And people speculate, oh, it's about Beethoven and fate going deaf, could be. Some people say it's about the struggle of the French Revolution, could be that too, or the, generally people's struggle, uh, this kind of, uh, you know, darker beginning, and then, the, you know, we haven't gotten there, but the glorious fourth movement and the, um, and the sort of the, the calm, dark before the, the explosion of happiness in the third movement, going, going from the third to the fourth. But you, you feel like you're on a journey. You feel like you're, you're being, you're, your story is being told to you. And you get to fill in the details, and I think that's that's to me is one of my most um, things I love most about Beethoven is that sense of you listen to it and you you can't turn it off because it just keeps yeah. grabbing your attention. It keeps true. It, it like grabs you and just just like come on, we're, we're I'm taking you on this journey. Yeah. He's grabbed you by the collar, 
and it's up to you to keep up. There's a certain quality. Yeah. In the it's like sound. a rhythmic intensity. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a few. I mean, Beethoven didn't always get that right. There's a few pieces that come to mind. Uh, first and foremost among them is uh, Fidelio, the opera. <laughs> he knew he didn't get that right. It's really not the best. Yeah. yeah it's all right. It's, yeah. it's all right. But the overtures are great. That's no, better than the opera that I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write an opera. <laughs> so I can't talk. <laughs> so. Anyway, all right, yeah. good. Uh, you want to move on to the second movement? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. All right, so second movement. Theme and variations. Theme yeah. and variations. Um, Lovely. Uh, back, back to back to the eighth note, getting the beat. Uh, for yeah. The, for the second movement there. Um, and uh, anyway, and it's and it's you know this 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 tempo, like uh, I think um, the Beethoven's metronome marks get some debate, like and a lot of people say, oh, they're all too fast, like his metronome was broken. And I think this is one where people like they, they don't like 92. They think it's, some people take it. This thing is too too slow. Uh, yeah. Based upon recordings that I hear, I think it's too slow. You think 92 is? You think 92 is too slow? Yeah. You think it should be faster than 92? I'm saying people take it slower than 92. Look at the metronome here. Yeah. Oh, oh, my phone is about to be dead. Oh no! So I can't get my metronome out. So never mind. Yeah, I got you covered. I, All right. I, I think 92 is like the slowest that it should be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, I think it should move too. Yeah, otherwise it's just so long. But I hear, that's a little bit under ninety, I think. Let's let's find out. That's when we're gonna get another. I think it's yeah. under ninety too. I, I think it's under ninety. Yeah. But anyway, the the point is, is that um, when he when he gives the the, the 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 beat to the eighth note, he makes it three eight. That's kind of an indication. Is that 92? Yeah, and I like that tempo. But I'm thinking, oh, but yeah. I'm saying people yeah, take yeah. it slower than that. Okay. Am I wrong? I mean, no, that's I just think my... you're right. I like it at 92 too. I, I, yeah. I take it back what I said earlier. Okay, right. okay. Good, good job, um, but yeah. the thing is, is that like people say, oh, well, you know, he, he didn't know his metronome mark, but he did put Andante con moto. Yeah. And he also gives the beat to the eighth note, which is an indication, this old mm -hmm. system of. Um, Indicating uh, meter or indicating tempo by which meter you choose, you know, and wh mm. which beat give which uh, which 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 note gets the represents the beat as opposed three eight as opposed to three four. Mm. You know, if it was three four, it, it, in on an andante, it would be a little bit slower than a three eight with mm. an andante. At least as, as as I remember it, I could be getting that backwards. You've been in performance practice class more recently than me. I have right. not. But I you have know. not done that one yet? No, but I know what you're getting at. Okay. But anyway, I so I, I think I like the quicker tempo. That was all a long way of saying I like 92. So Any, Anywhere it was about 90, I think, works just fine. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, anyway, and I just I just think it's I think it's got to move. I just think it's got to move. Um, yeah. Um, from a playing standpoint... This one, this one is a little deceptively tricky, trickily hard too. Now, just in general, I got to say, yeah. for anybody who's got community orchestra or college orchestra, I mean, this is this is a go-to symphony. Mm -hmm. This is completely doable of all of the Beethoven symphonies. I think it's actually probably the most easily done doable. Yeah. And of course, you you get all the great famous parts, and it's yep. robust. I mean, that's why it gets done so They'll much. Sell right? tickets. Sell tickets. Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice thing Where too. Would you would you 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 think this is the the most Performable for for younger groups or for my, my, yeah, orchestra? I think so. Of all the Beethovens, yeah. I think so. Yeah. What do you think the next like if there's a two, a three, and a four, what would they be? I think uh, Beethoven one is performable. Fourth movement gets a little dicey. Okay. All of, the sixteenth. Yeah. Beethoven one. Um, 
Yeah, I, so like I, I think this, six is six is doable too. Six is definitely eight. doable. Yeah, eight eight, eight yeah. is doable, but eight, eight is, is doable. harder. Definitely yeah. harder, than, harder five. than five. Huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. But is one harder than eight? Uh, I, I think it's a wash. Yeah. I think it's a wash because I mean I think the the you could just do the first movement of one by itself, and yeah. I've, I've done that before, just as like a yeah. fill, fill a spot in a concert somewhere. You know, I need a you know ten minute spot or whatever. But um, anyway, but it's a uh, yeah, that, that fourth movement gets a little tricky in both one and eight. Yeah, but I, but I but I, but eight eight's doable. I've done it with my community yeah. group, and we had success with it. I when I think about the second movement, I I think about the melody. Mm-hmm. You don't often see Beethoven's melodic side on full display, mm-hmm. and it's it's like a real eight bar. Phrase yeah, there's your there's your once. tune. Yeah, yeah, you finally get a tune. Yeah, yeah, finally, and and it's just so characteristic of. It almost feels nostalgic and wistful and hopeful all at the same time. Piano Dolce, we're in A flat, so it feels a lot different. A flat major, that mm-hmm. is. And then um, he he brings us up to this this quote unquote high E flat. It's kind of the the, the climax of the phrase, and the second to last bar of the, the E bar phrase. And that's the first time in the movement we have forte. It's just climbing. And that, I think, in a nutshell, is is the symphony. I mean, what is that? That motif is is part of this wonderful melody. But what's the what's the, the what's the melody in the last movement? In the last movement. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. So, yeah. Exactly the same thing here. There exactly it is. The same thing. Yeah. What a yeah. crafty guy. Yeah, it is crafty. <laughs> Somebody thought about it. I love that you guys yeah. are doing this. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Oh, it is. It yeah, is. we're yeah, yeah. we're recording a podcast. Oh, that's so. Oh, yeah. Are we on it now? Yes, you, you are. are now a part of the podcast. Oh, yeah. No, it's okay. It's we, we like to tell people that the neighborhood environment is part of the charm of the show. Oh, well, there you go. And it's, oh, and it's COVID nice safe. It is. <laughs> Enjoy. Thanks. Have, Have a good day. There you go. Yeah. So it's, it's all part of the front yard. It's part of the charm of the front yard. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Anyway, where were we at? Well, so, me so. Just, just to piggyback on that, yeah. though, conversely though, the opening you're coming down, right? I mean, we we starting we're starting on G, working our way down. Oh, you're right. So, you know, he's sold. Oh, Schenker would have had a field so, day with this. this. Hey, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. So we have descending to begin, and we're having ascending now. We're not getting into sh- any Schenker de- any Schenker debates. But then he goes back down. Da 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 da. So far me, Redo, Redo. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, it's all it's all to say. It's all triads. There you go. It's all Mozart. It's all connected. Yeah. All right. But Good. It, it's a wonderful foreshadowing. But see, that gets back to my point about the first movement anyway, with these little snippets of sound. Is like it, you're talking about just a little three note turn there. Yeah. It's like it's it's amazing what he did with just three note idea. Yeah, it is. Just it's crazy. How much can be built out of that? All right, I'm gonna stop singing. Nobody wants to hear me sing on on air. That's no, not bad. <laughs> oh, That's all part of the experience too. <laughs> yeah, <man. it> is. <laughs> That's all I had to say about that movie. We, we, we could make a rule that only Brandon can sing because he's actually a professional <laughs> singer. We this all can sing. It's great. Yes. Okay. Good. 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 All right. Well, let's. Uh, any, let's. Anything else in the second movement? We. I mean. We, we, it's, it's great. A, it's a sweet, we don't want to. We don't want to like throw it. It's a sweet little moment. I like it, it is. It's. It's right. You got another good bassoon moment there. Uh, a little bassoon moment at the Pio, uh, Pio Moto. I also love the bassoon, yeah, the bassoon, uh, exactly that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just a play on, uh, 
on the on the theme. But it's almost bluesy. Da, 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 dee, dee, dee. I'm gonna stop singing. Sorry again. Yeah, <laughs> there's like this this flat seven in there. Yeah, early bass yeah. on the blues. Yeah. Speaking of which, yes. What is it? The last piano sonata. This is totally unrelated to the symphony. Yes. But is it the last piano sonata that has that very this that extensive theme variations that has the bluesy? Mm. I don't know. Is it like swung? It feels swung. Hmm. Yeah. I'll I, I don't back. know. I'll, 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 maybe I'll I'll bring that up for a nerd moment. That that something. sounds like a, a fantastic did Beethoven nerd invent jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. The answer no. is no. No, he didn't. That would be incorrect. Okay. Third movement. Yeah. Also deceptively hard. Yes. This. Did, yeah. So, so everybody, here's a tip. If you do this, I know everybody's going to want to rehearse the first movement and the fourth movement because those are, are festive. But uh, do not neglect movements two and three. You will you will regret it. You will regret it if you don't give those movements their due. And uh, you know, from a from a oh, big truck by here. From a rehearsal standpoint, you know, you only have the trombones in the fourth movement, so. You know, if you you don't want to abuse your trombone players as a trombone player, I would appreciate it if you if you took, treated them nicely. So you don't want to like have them waste their time. So you maybe you do the trom last movement first on the rehearsal, and then send the trombones sure. home. And maybe rehearsal takes a little bit long. You don't get around to two and three as often. I'm speaking from experience because I did this exact thing. I had neglected movements two and three when I rehearsed this, and I <laughs> I, I paid a price, and I didn't make that mistake the next time I did Beethoven. <laughs> I was I was I was a young junior junior spaceman conductor back in the day, and I uh, I didn't I didn't always practice my rehearsal time as well as I do now. So anyway, oh, it's hard. It is, but uh, just the hardest part of the job. Yeah, but I'm saying, but you know, two and three movements, two and three are yeah. deceptively hard. The third okay. movement, yeah, especially. Yeah. So is it is it okay? Hypermeter question. Yes. Is bar one one, or is bar two one? Ah, so. I have the first full bar as two in the high in the so two, so we have a, a two a two bar hypermeter as that, that's what I do. You, you uh, okay? I do a two bar hypermeter for this one. Okay. D, da 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 da. Yeah. Okay. Da 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 one two. Yeah. Yeah. So I have second full bar is the first. Meter, or first measure of the first full phrase. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's kind of like four pickup notes. Da 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 dee da. I think that's right. Da 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 one two one two. Da da dee da 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 dee. Yeah. That's what I do for that. Okay. Da dee da da. Um, yeah, you agree, Pat? What do you think? I don't know. You don't. You don't. You, you don't, find don't know. You find that, have you found that that's a tricky spot for your your cello bass players? A little bit, yeah. To get to get that feel. Uh, you talking about the, to, to get the entrance? Or? Yeah, yeah. To get that the, the motion of that line for them. Because I remember this was on yes. an audition I was sitting in on, and I think probably all but one of our cellos and basses that were auditioning with this line, they botched it mm. completely. It was whatever tempo they came up with. Some things didn't make any sense at all. I mean, they played all the right notes because the notes aren't hard. Yeah, but it's, it's boy, high. did they it's not have an idea of what they were doing though. with it? Yeah, the ba I mean, basses don't typically go that melodically high. You True. know? Yeah. 
It goes up there. It's yeah. Well, what the hell? Does it, my question was: Have you found that you had any player issues? Yes, it's okay. difficult. So, so what I do? This is part of the deceptively difficult. I give them an extra prep, an inactive prep. So I go out. I go out, or no? I go. One. I go. You know, I go. One, two, ba da 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 d. Yeah, I go. I go. I go in. And just like lift the arm in, and then I come down with an, with a more of an accent. Da 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 dee da da. So it's in out. Da 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 dee da da dum. Yeah. So I give them an extra. I give them an extra measure essentially. Okay. I don't. I don't just require them to play off of two two two. I just go. Da, 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 da. This, none of this plays on the radio, so sorry about that. But anyway, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, go, at home. I go one, two, three, one, two, da, 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 da. So one, two, three, one, two, da, 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 I see. da, 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 da. Saying it wrong, but yeah. As if it's a hypermeter of four. You could think, yes, yes, you could think of it that way, absolutely. Kind of. No, not four, three. You're in three. One, two, three, yeah. Oh, I see. I see. So I just oh, want one extra measure. Oh. So they get an extra measure, a full extra measure, and two beats. I like so that. One, two, three. So one, two, three, uh, one, two, three, one, yes. two. Da 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 da, 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 da yeah. And okay. I go in, out. So I can. So then I'm in my. I'm in. So in, in the right space for my pattern. So, one, two. Da 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 da. I might steal that. You can. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. This this is this is all about sharing knowledge. <laughs> Knowledge like is not copyrighted. I guess the trick then is to make beat one in that three beat hypermeter as passive as possible. Correct. Right. You so you just start with your hand on the plane, yeah. and you don't again. Just like at the, the beginning of the first movement, you don't tap. You just lift the arm up and lift it up and in into the rebound one, for two, the three, two. Yeah. One two three one two da 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 di da di da 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 da. So. Da 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 dee da da da. Yeah. Sold. All right. I will play for you now. Oh yes. I wait. So you're offering free musical service? Sure. It won't sound. But you're gonna play cello for me. Because I have no idea how to play the cello. But oh, you can sing the part. I'd be happy to play. I can sing the part. Yeah. We'll have. We'll have. We'll have. We can have you. You can join as a as a as a singer. This is a bass section. Yeah. So there you go. That's how that goes. All right. Good. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, Brandon's got the range for that one. We should make him sing that one day. The, the Russian uh, wordless weird song. Hey, when you're doing nine, I'll sing the bass solo for you. How about that? Yeah. Well, okay. we've got the, okay. the obvious tie-in to the beginning motif. Yep. Da 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 da. So, yeah. are those quarter notes long, short, or in the middle? Those are in the middle. Yeah, pop, I think pop, so pop, too. They're like little bricks. There's, there's yeah. definitely some weight on them. There's, yeah. there's yeah, little bricks with a little bit of space between them. Ba, 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 ba. Larry, would you agree that horn uh, brass players, when they see three quarter notes and one to the bar, that they want to make them shorter rather than longer? Oh, like uh, if you're playing trombone back there, are you gonna go la 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 la, or are you gonna go bum 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 bum? Right, you're gonna do the second, right? You're not gonna. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't connect them. I wouldn't either if I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it naturally kind of feels that way. Maybe maybe younger players, less experienced players, wouldn't put that together necessarily. But but I think this is an occasion where the the, the meter serves to uh, serves to to insinuate a certain length of articulation. Yeah. Or of note. Yeah. Yeah. One to the bar rather than three, four, or you know, say it was in uh, six eight time, or or 
Yeah, so it was 6-8 time, right? 6-8, right? And that was the second half of the bar. And they were eighth notes. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, they, they, you play it differently. You would play it differently I than... I think so. I, I, maybe. I'm having a little hard time imagining why, though. Um, just because it looks different. Okay. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Again, it's Friday afternoon, brain... Maybe it's a trumpet <laughs> More coffee, thing. Matt, come know. on. Maybe it's a trumpet thing, Larry. Maybe it could, it's yeah, a it's, it's, thing, yeah. yeah. I'm just... I see three-quarter <laughs> notes. I play three-quarter notes. I give you what you asked for. You want three-quarter notes? See, now that's, have that's a low notes. position player talking right what? there. That's a low position player talking right yeah. there. I'll give you what same you thing, want. Same thing in the choral music. The bass is like, yeah, whatever. Would whatever. you like it louder or softer? <laughs> yeah. Louder? Okay. Don't make nope. me do anything. Louder, softer, shorter, longer? You got okay. it. Okay. That's all I need to know. Thank you. Um, okay, but I do have a question before that. Uh, full cut off, breath release, how much space b- between the fermata and pop, 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 pop. So you got the lesson. Da, 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 dee, da, dee. I'm okay with a little bit ba, of space. Ba, ba, ba. Or is it just a... Yeah. Da, 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 dee, da, dee. I, like to, I like to have the sound da, clear. Da, da, da. Just not yeah. to clear that, because you got the flute way up there. Just let that sound clear. Yeah. Then, new idea. I think I think because of how fast the, each bar is, mm-hmm. I think a breath is not enough length of time for a break. So it's a... Da, da, dee, da, dee, da, dee. Da, 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 is not enough time. So I like to do a full cutoff, and like you said, let the sound oh, clear. Oh, really? Yeah, as and if then, there was another bar with a fermata, a bar of silence. With yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, just a full, a full cut off, uh, like, a, like a pretending there's a rest, a fermata over a rest. I mean, not a ton, but just just to let let that that end, and then just and then just to give a little bit more power to the moment of the horns, because that yeah, anticipation, you go a little bit of anticipation. Wait too long, but yeah, huh? I wouldn't wait too long. No, 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 no. It's just it's just a little yeah, season. Just enough to clear. Well, now that I've thought about this some more. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to be contrarian. Of course. Yeah. You've already agreed with me too many times yeah. today. Is it, is it freaking you out there? It's a little bit. All right. You, you so need to like... we're, we're already at three, uh, a two-piece, at pianissimo, right? Yeah. We're going from two-piece and the strings and the winds to two Fs and the horns. Yeah. Think of it this way. If if we just cut off and... I'm quite... Okay, okay, so I'm going based on... Let me back up. Let's go based on purely what the score has. Yes. There's no break. I know. I know. Okay, okay. so... But it's a fermata that you have a little license, okay. I think. So now now let's take it then logically to that, which is if we were just to cut off in time, that already adds an entirely new bar. Of course it does. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Of that, the breath release would yes. be a full bar. And then and then to add another bar with a fermata on top of it, the bar of silence, I think is too much. It's not there. If he wanted that much of a space, I think he would he could have put it there. Right? Yeah, but it's it's like a half an extra bar, Matt. Just a little no, bit. No, it's a full bar. I don't know. The full bar, which is the prep beat, right? So you have to give a prep, which is yeah. the full bar. But you so you give the cutoff, and then you and then immediately give the prep, which is the right. breath release, is what I call it. Or you cut off and then hold for a second, yeah, and then give the prep. So dee da 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 dee da dee. Hold. Either way, it's at least a full bar. Right, I know, but I'm right. saying I want a full bar plus a pinch of extra. Just yeah. pinch. No, you don't like the pinch. No, I like the interruption, I think. So you... Yeah, I think... But you do want the breath cut off. You do want the bar in there. No. You want us like a sustained thing. Not this one. Not this one, no. Yeah. Okay. Sustain all the way through. I think so. I think there's something that could be said about that. All right, all right. Having said that, having said that, the Poco Retardando, I think, gives you some leeway. Right? Because it's like, okay, if, if it's all poco retardando, 
then maybe there is a little bit of space just in the, the course of well, the research. I, I think that gives you your justification then to go right into it, is because you've already slowed it down. Mm. You're already That's an interesting adding time point. with that little poker that under the... Okay, okay. Bop, 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 now, going back to the first one, though, there is um, a still a fermata, right? Yeah. But it's on the first note, and then there's beat three is, is a rest. So no, then not the cello. There's some. And the cellos are play on beat three. Yes. So how do you achieve, physically? How do you achieve? I have I have that? a print, huh? Yeah, I've got the cesura there. Yeah. Maybe, right. Maybe it's a misprint. So is is the cesura? Is that indicative of stopping the time completely? Yeah. Or yeah. is it? Do we go right on in that one too? Back to the cellos and basses. I think that one's a complete break. Yeah. Dee da dum. It's not a long time. No, it's it's just a little, a little. Yeah. Okay. Just a touch. I th I think I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. But I think you're but but for the second one, yeah, you have, you have a bit of a point with that sustain. I mean, it's a it's like it's a it's a different it's it creates a different effect, but it's I think it's a a dramatic equally equally uh, dramatic and equally valid. I think it's super uh, dramatic, effect. especially if if. You're expecting there to be a cutoff, yeah. and there is none, and all of a sudden the horns just hammer it home. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, that's super okay. dramatic. I think I think you got, I you're on to hear something. That way. Yeah, me too. I'd love to hear that. <laughs> well, I'm I'm scheduled to do this. Whenever the next concert I have with my Wasatch oh. Symphony with the full group, we're doing this. We're well, let me know to do if you this. get sick, and I'll come and do it for you. Well, okay. I, well, let's we'll come to a rehearsal, and you can try it both ways. There you go. There you go. We can we can debate it for ten for ten minutes, and the orchestra can sit there and glare at us the whole time. Because what they love to do is hear conductors opine about, so well, how should I do this? Just stand up in front, and we'll all just take turns doing it. There you go. And they can vote. Which one do they want? No. <laughs> there is no voting. Pull out your phones. No. This is not a democracy. Not not the orchestra right. rehearsal. Okay. What else about this? Uh, what else about this? Uh, uh, well, the, I mean, the big the big thing of this is the the transition uh, into the fourth movement. It's um, hard to achieve. That's a it's a tricky spot there. Um, let me get to it. Uh, yeah, right there. Uh, letter C, measure three twenty-four. Boom, boom, boom. Where the timpani comes in. Good thing I have both letters and measure numbers. Yeah, I have neither. Okay. Well, it's where the timpani comes in at the oh, end. Matt. Okay, thank you. <laughs> the pianissimo on the C. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah, that's thirty-one, uh, three twenty-four. Letter C. Um, and by the way, if you ever, want, if you just want to pull out the fourth movement by itself, this is where you should start. Yeah. If you want a helicopter. It's a noisy day today. Okay. Afternoons are more noisy than the mornings. Um, so yeah, so if you do just the fourth movement, you actually really need to start there, 324, in the third movement to do the transition. Otherwise, it's just the beginning of the fourth doesn't work right. And this is this is the, that kind of energetic, anticipatory, quiet, fire entrance expectation of the big fourth movement. And it's just so, it. it's like, it's, it, it's kind of like it's like it's like right before dawn, mm. you know. I'm getting really weird here, but it's like right before dawn, and you know the sun's about to come up, yeah. and then all of a sudden, boom! Ooh. It comes over the mountaintop, or we have mountains here, so it comes over the mountaintop here, and or wherever, wherever it is you live yeah. over the plains, um, but uh, or the pine trees in North Carolina. But uh, anyway, but it has just this anticipatory of something about to happen, and then boom! Just the explosion. And going back to the narrative idea, maybe this is like, you know, I've heard somebody would mention this. Like if it's like the French Revolution, this is like the people about on the verge of victory and the their struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a proto lame is right. 
but uh, you know, right about the, they're about to get the victory and the anticip anticipation of it happening, and then all of a sudden the explosion, the celebration. It just has to be there. It is monster. I have a I have a technical slash interpretational slash compositional question. <laughs> okay, that's a lot of slashes. Yeah, I'm not quite. I'm sure gonna go what with two slashes, is. and that's all I can. But handle. it's something. So right where we were talking, where the timpani enters. Yes. Was that two eighty four or three eighty three twenty three twenty four. Pianissimo, pianissimo, excuse me, in the strings, yeah? Three, yes, three P's. Yeah, three, three P's. Uh, what, 12 bars, 16 bars later, sempre pianissimo. Yep. So, my question is, hmm. is that actually louder <laughs> than three P's, or is, it, is uh, it just reminding us that it should always be that quiet? Discuss. Uh, it's, it's still quiet. I don't know, man, it's like... I don't know. Uh, Beethoven's got this wonderful staggered dynamic thing going on. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. But um, but I mean, I, I, I mean, is it a little? It's a little bit louder because the seconds come in, maybe, or is it? He's saying, I mean, yeah. That's how I would read into it. Is you're adding more voice, so yeah. I okay. I, I I feel that it's a reminder also because two things change: the rhythm changes, and the instrumentation changes, and the notes don't change in the other instruments. So if the notes don't change. Are, are, are we simply saying we're going to go through from three P's to two P's all of a sudden? You know, like that doesn't make any sense, I don't think. Yeah. So I think it's just a reminder here. Yeah, I mean, but, but I mean, it, it could be, you know, it could be wanting a notch up because we're, we're, we've added, it's like another, we've stepped up to another layer. We've added the seconds and now we're going to get the tune in the seconds. I mean, the first. You know, we're going to get the tune there. So... Maybe, maybe it is a notch up. So here's another way to look at it then. Uh -huh. I think. If three P's is, well, three P's is what literally it's as soft as possible, right? Yeah. Well, ask Tchaikovsky, you got three <laughs> yeah, P's five, to go. Five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that sucker will slap so, on six P's on by, something. By the way, I don't think there is, I mean, I've gone back and forth on this, but I don't, I don't subscribe to that, you know, like that theory of, well, if you wrote six P's here, that means five P's has to be a little bit louder, and four ah, P's has to, it's like, no. It it's all relative. Nuts. It's all relative, right? Yes. So, so six P's is like, yeah, obviously it's supposed to be really quiet, but why? And you have to look at the context of the phrase. So I agree. In this case, in the Beethoven, I think he's saying as soft as possible in this transition. Yeah. And then later, when it changes to sempre pianissimo, pian yeah, sempre pianissimo. He's, I think he's saying still as soft as possible. I agree with you. Because why would he have written the third? Now you're adding a third C to it, and it's, you're just—it's going to be that much stronger. Well, why would he? On, why on why would he have written the, the three Ps again? I think it's the—is it the first time the three Ps have appeared? I don't know. It might be. I, I don't know. I haven't looked at it. Oh yeah, but if he wanted it, if he wanted to not change, he wouldn't he have just left it. Wouldn't he just written the three Ps again? Well, he, it's like Mahler. Mahler knew his musicians so well. He didn't. They weren't his musicians. He knew orchestral musicians so well that he could predict psychologically how they were going to think about something and play it and he yes. would he would write something proactively in the score to to, to get the opposite effect of what players would well, naturally also, I mean, do look at, look at where we're going with this though he yeah. knows there is a build coming and he doesn't want it to happen too soon no i get it's supposed to yeah. stay soft but yeah. is it is it is it like soft stay soft but now it's a little bit louder <laughs> no it's i think a little it's bit just, louder but stay only a little bit louder still say soft even though All it's right. going to sound stronger i think if anything it should be softer than three piece well, then he would have written four. But I don't think he would do that in 180-whatever-it-was-five. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Whatever. I, 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 that's a good, that's yeah, a good that's point. That's a good point, though. That's a good question. All, All right. right. Okay. Things I think about later. Nice. But I'm, I, yeah. 
There I'm worried about giving my violin one cues. I'm like, there, there is something interesting that happens in the timpani, which is their crescendo, the timpani crescendo starts a bar later than the strings, right before the fourth movement starts. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it jumps up to a piano right away. So is that supposed to be still from pianissimo, or is it actually, oh, jump up the piano and then crescendo a bar later? Or is it just an inconsistency? I... I don't know, man. I think we're in the weeds here with this yeah. one. But I think I think you know, I think you do jump up, you know, jump up, jump up a notch, and then start doing the crescendo. Well, well, here's my here's my logic on this then. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if the timpanist starts crescendoing seven bars before the double bar, and the horns and trumpets start crescendoing from a piano four before the double bar, mm-hmm. they're not all going to get to fortissimo by the time. They're not going to get to the same fortissimo, right? No, no, they just crescendo faster. Ah, uh, okay. All right, so that's one way to look at it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, another way to look at it is is um, the piano crescendo that joins has to be above piano. But you'll notice, you'll notice, see, so like the bassoons, they start with pianissimo in their entrance, oboe is a bar ladder, pianissimo, but the flute yeah. is a piano. Right. So he's acknowledging there that we're at a yeah. different spot in the crescendo. Yeah. Um, and actually, what I do is I actually have my string players kind of hold back until the horn trumpet entrance uh, and I and I, I kind of do it like a trombone bell uh, crescendo where you, you do a little bit and then you save the big flare okay. for the last few bars that's I like how that. I do that like with the trumpet and like the brass sound emerging out of the other or the orchestral sounds yeah so does the timpani drive the crescendo then since it starts louder no I think the timp- the timpani's got to do the same thing the strings do mm. is stay stay only slightly crescendoing until halfway through that crescendo and then or, or four bars from the end of the movement and that's where the, the big flare begins okay yeah yeah okay wow there you go Oof. and then we get to the the glorious victory at the fourth movement oh so good so such good tunes here um yeah and it's the just fourth. heroic yeah. and just awesome and t- trombones get to play and life is good those poor seconds and violas yeah yeah? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. There you go. Which in Beethoven's time would have been about, what, 12 feet long or something? Yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it would have reached the ceiling. Did they not have oh, bending yeah. technology? Before they, they were bent more the like 20 down. feet. I think they were huge. Wait, seriously? They, they oh, didn't... yeah, yeah. They were like super tall. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, so when did they start bending them? Oh, I don't, gosh, know, when I don't the... know. I don't know when they started bending them, but it was a super long instrument. Yeah. Awesome. I remember a children's concert that I went to in Hartford, Connecticut, a long, long time ago. Yeah. I remember this distinctly. Edward Cumming was the conductor, wonderful conductor and musician. Uh, teaches at heart now. I'm pretty sure it was him who did this concert. They did uh, Duca, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, mm-hmm. right? And it's got that famous, is it double, you know, double bassoon, contra bassoon solo, right? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was a Halloween concert, and he... he made the point to tell the audience that yeah you know if we were if we were 100 years ago or whatever uh if we were here 100 years ago you would have seen this instrument reaching the ceiling basically yeah yeah it was that's a, cool was imagine bringing crazy. that on stage that's awesome i i, I gotta see one of those i, I can't believe i've, there's I've a, missed there's this so a great far video there's a great video on youtube i think it's i could be totally wrong but i think it's players from the london symphony uh-huh. um, that have these little like moments where they introduce their instrument to the audience. They're like eight minutes long each, and I think there's one where where the the uh, bassoonist brings in an old contra, and they're talking about the the older instruments. Nice. So I'll have to find it, but there's a great video about that. So. Okay. Yeah, it would have been super super. Uh, you would have seen it. <laughs> just sticking way up. Put a flag on that thing just to make sure planes don't run into it. Put a light on there. 
cool. All right, well there you go. And we just go and we get we get epic and we're going epicy. Yeah. Technical term. Epicy, yeah. Good stuff for picking this thing too. Got a good pick player. Good pick. Oh yeah, yeah, good pick. Um, yeah, and you really you know, he expands this woodwind section up and down with the contour on the ba on the bottom oh, end yeah. and the pick on the top. This is it's like really full, beefing full up the woodwind section right here. Why is that full out Brahms? Yeah, I mean, this is a Brahms orchestra. Yeah. You know, it's what Brahms Brahms' force is. Um, take the repeat. Don't take the repeat. I like it. I, I like, like it. it too. I like it. There you go. All right, you can all stay. Can my we all, wow. agree. all of us agreed on that. Yeah, and, it's, and, and <laughs> it's people, short enough too. It is, yeah. and, and like that opening is so cool. Let's just mean, do it twice. Who, who doesn't want to hear that again? I know, right? Mm -hmm. like, let's just do that again. Um, so yeah, definitely take the repeat. There you go. Can I go straight to the end? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, I mean, I want we to come should, back and talk about that. We should for time the, anyway, though, Larry. Huh? We should for time anyway, though, right? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Anytime. But yeah, let's do it. Straight I, to the end. Okay, so so I mentioned this timpani thing, right? The very end of this of this movement, the very end of the symphony, the last note in the timpani is two notes. Hold yeah. on, let me get there. Okay. So this, There's a lot this, of measures in this yeah. last movement. Well, it's okay. Measures. All you have to do is go to the very end. You're talking about the it's very, the very, very last measure. I know, but there's a lot of pages to turn. There's 800 some odd measures in this thing. Okay, go ahead. Well, okay. that's that second and third and fourth movement together, I should say. Go ahead. Yeah, so this last, uh, very last measure, the uh, timpani part, has two notes. Not just one whole note like every other instrument. It's got two half notes. The first one has tremolo slashes on the stem, and mm -hmm. the second one has a fermata with a trill. Yeah. Now, I've talked to a timpanist about this. Yeah, what's the word? And they say is one of two ways to do this. One is to just treat it as a whole note with the trill the whole way. Mm -hmm. And then they say sometimes conductors ask them to change the sound, actually, to just do something different. And I said, well, what's the reason for that? And, and this one timpanist that I, that I talked to about this uh, said, well, actually, you would roll it differently. The rolling technique then was different. Oh. They would actually do multiple hits per stroke. Uh -huh. Rather than one per stroke now, which is the modern you know, modern roll hits one dong bum bum bum. Yeah, they would go dega 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 like they, uh, they let it bounce. Like you would have a snare drum. Oh yeah yes. yeah yeah. And so okay. the sound actually, the technic, the technically it's different between those two notes. Beethoven so, wanted a slight change. So would the would huh. the trill be the multiple bounces per stroke? I don't remember. I would think maybe yes. I think the, because I think, that's go ahead. well. I think what I remember from my discussion with this timpanist was that. Um, it can go either way, but I think the idea is that it's different. Okay. Yeah, between the two notes, the sound is just different. And so what I've seen in some performances is conductor, you know, gives that last downbeat and then looks right at the timpanist and looks in something, and, and the timpanist does something different. Or usually it's a big give him a note. big left hand. Yeah, yeah. Cue and a smile. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's like why is it not just yeah. a whole note? Yeah. I don't know. Huh. Now I want to go back and listen to a bunch of different, yeah. different takes on this and see what, what they do. And then you can put a stinger on the end, which right. I don't really like. That way. Huh. Da -da -da. Bum. Yeah, I don't care for that in this repertoire. Yeah, it's yeah. a little... Maybe in Wagner. A little show-offy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, man. I've said that's, my piece. That's, that's pretty sweet. All right, yeah. Um, backing up a little bit. Um, this tricky spot. Oh, man. The Sempre Pio Allegro. Into the presto. Yeah, no, but but no, getting into this. Where am I? 
Yeah, that's a hard transition. When, when, when do you actually put the gas on it? When, when do you, do you, I mean, I, I put the Stretto, um, uh -huh. I, 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 I speed up last um, last four bars into the Presto. I don't put it right there yeah, at I the center. Once the contrabassoon is in, then go. Okay, at the contrabassoon entrance? That makes sense. Right after they come in. We okay. can give you that four bars. There you go. Yeah, that's, well, that's four from the end, yeah, basically. Yeah, because if you start doing it too fast, too quickly, Either you either you have to do it too slowly to control, like 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 you can do that that speeding up if it's um, if you if you can if you can kind of go a little bit if you don't have as as long a period of time and you don't have to go as slow, but if you uh, do it in about four measures, then you can actually kind of make a noticeable change that people can perceive and go along with and get into the presto. If you start it too soon and you do that right, then you're going to be going uh, too fast. Yeah, yeah. True, I think that's safer. Yeah, uh, I, I do like the, the the aesthetic feel of a progressive accelerando as well. Yeah, and, and I, yeah, and I think, and I also think like you know, setting that 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 offbeat stuff in the woodwinds between the strings, that boom, ba, boom, ba, give them give them some uh, give four them a couple bars, bars to set it to get yeah. the sense of um, where? <laughs> no, but they're where? hiding in the bushes. Hiding Matt, in the bushes. The um, um, careful. All right, we could, that, that could be copyrighted. All right, um, yeah, and then we in the press tone, of course. That's in one whole note. Yep. Whole note. There it is. All right. Um, the only other thing with this is tricky is man when the when the when the when the third movement stuff comes back. Um, Interesting. He oh, brings yeah. that back, though. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, my my the way I've got my my measures numbered, my measures numbered, yeah, <laughs> is is but is having three and four together, because uh, that's how it is in the parts that I use. So I mean, they're they're and they're in this course in Ataka, and it's not a regular full on break. So they kind of are one. They're kind of one giant unit. movement. Yeah, it is kind of one one unit together. So it's not, you know, but it, you're right. It is. It's like whoa. There's that thing back again, um, but it, it's a, it, the tempo's a little different. It's not any kind of where is that? There we go. Um, back in the uh, three yeah. four, it's a dotted half equals ninety six. Okay. So you got you got to get them set for a, a different tempo as you as you come into there, just same as it was before. Um, and then of course, it, the getting out of it, it's it's like the uh, transition from three to four, but it's a shorter crescendo. And you really got to make sure they step on the gas with that one. In fact, I actually kind of put the crescendo a little bit earlier just to make sure that it, it gets there. Because he only gives us two that, bars. Larry, 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 Larry. Come on. Come on. Man. I cheat a little bit. I <laughs> cheat a little bit. What I do is I tell the timpani player to put the crescendo, start crescendoing a little bit earlier. Oh, interesting. Because well, the strings don't aren't playing. They only yeah. they only come in for two bars. But I have the, the timpani player kind of bump things up a little bit to kind of prime the pump. And then when the strings come in, they can do it. But I, okay. I have the timpani push it a little earlier. Again, it's that, that trombone bell thing where they just a little bit and then last two bars, they really do the thing. So it's, it's a slight cheat. It's, a, it's, a it's a logarithmic cheat. rather than linear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this, this show, as, as the phrase goes, is long in the tooth. Long in the tooth. <laughs> and we never even got to seven. So That's we're okay. going to save We've seven for another episode. for the next one. Yes. 
So that's um, it. I think I think it's good to give five its due. Though. Yeah, five. You know, five we, really we, did we these. We all knew this was going to happen. Yeah, I, pretty much. We pretty much yeah. knew that. Um, any final thoughts on this on this symphony? Besides, it's awesome. This is just on a personal note. This is one of the pieces. You know, I'm not the only one to claim this. I'm sure, but. Uh, listening to this piece as a as a as a younger musician in middle school and high school really turned me on to music. Really got me into this classical music thing. I I was obsessed with this piece so much so that I got sick of it, and it's no longer one of my favorite Beethoven pieces. Oh no! <laughs> because it, I have such strong feelings about how it should go, and nobody ever does it the way I want it to go. Well, that's why you just have to do it your way. Yeah. There's a, there's a recording that comes close. The Carlos Kleiber Vienna Phil recording is like the golden really? standard. It's the Matt, the Matt way. It's, it's the good one, yeah. Okay, good. And that Gunter Schuller one's really great. Benjamin Zander has some really, really good, thing, good things to say about this. Um, yeah, I'm okay. very particular about it. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like that more, not classical approach, but the more uh, faithful to the written score sure. approach. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think well, it's more exciting. My my mine like that for me is uh, is seven. Mm. Seven was the one that, and I am not sick of it though. Oh, me uh, either. I adore that. Piece. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the one that got me got me hooked. And that um, uh, that um, that last movement in seven, mm. it just have to get him. Yeah, you know the, the stuff in the ba- the ba- yeah. We're gonna get the seven yeah, later, we'll get to it, yeah. so we'll talk about all that. But um, Brandon, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Beethoven five. Well, you know, like I said, I think it's it's kind of a game changer. Uh, I agree, Matt, with you that I think it's it's done so much that it's overdone. Yeah. In the decisions conductors make, and so mm. you get a lot of very interesting things that happen with it, and I think. Um, and I think that's. Di- I think in a way, it's, it does a disservice to us as conductors because there's an audience, hmm. you know, an, an audience expectation. Well, this is how my recording. You know, oh, that's of a really we can say that about probably yeah. any piece. But we run into that. There's audience expectation yeah. of this is what I'm supposed to hear. So when we challenge their ear, yeah. um, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I think, I think we do have a responsibility to be faithful um, to the composer, obviously. Um, how how that's achieved is where we right, run into right. I mean, yeah. it's the same. You, do you use an alto trombone in this last movement or not? You know, mm-hmm. it's like those kind of questions. But um, I think as is you know, it, it's always astounded me that this symphony is not long. Hmm. It's what, thirty 20, minutes, twenty five minutes. It feels yeah, about thirty. About thirty. Okay. You take the repeats. Yeah. It's like it's not a long piece, but yet um, there's so much to be found within it. Um, I think we really see quite quite a compositional range of Beethoven in the way he's thinking. Um, and then of course there's that the whole analogy from darkness to light oh, yeah. with mm-hmm. this from C minor to C major and mm-hmm. um, you know I don't know. I think I think there's something just kind of comforting about the, the home key of C major. I mean no sharps, no flats, it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think the symphony really speaks to that on a on a kind of a more broadly human humanic humanic level. Humanic. Yeah, if that's a word. Well, gentlemen, it's a joy as always to to nerd out with you guys. Oh, it's been great on the Beethoven, and we'll we'll hit seven seven in our next episode. Um, so, yeah, Matt, you look a little chilly there. It's yeah, a, I got to put some more clothes on. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap Thankfully wrap things up house. so Matt doesn't freeze. The sun is getting low in the yeah, sky a little bit. So, all right, well, thanks. I don't even know. Yeah, thanks again yeah. for joining us, Brandon. We'll have you back for the next one. I appreciate one. the invite again. Thank and, you guys. Um, always great to be with you. And uh, till next time, this is Conductor's Brew with Larry Matt and crew and the crew. Cheers. All right, guys, have a great 
great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Happy Thanksgiving.